Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Cold. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello, buddy. Oh, my God. What up, everybody listening? Yeah. Also joining us, it is the disembodied voice of our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. Yo, what's up, Tweebs? Oh, hell yeah. We're back for our second, I guess, two in a week or in a row. I think we did this last week as well. Very excited. Um, we don't we usually reserve this time for the American comics, but there are no X books which take up the majority of our coverage. In terms of the American comics, uh, today we only have Batman, and we have World Trigger. Uh, it has returned uh, really quick. The champ is here! Just uh, yeah. welcoming it back after a month's absence. Uh, so, you know, let's get into plugs. Let's not waste any time. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And at NY Chilling with an E-N, not an I-N-G. Oh, yeah. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter because we do a really good chapter of the week poll that I do have the results for. I just haven't written them down. So I will uh, continue the plugs and stall while I, we're going to announce them later for the week that just passed that we did. Uh, we did a manga sode earlier in the week. So. We'll be doing it today, and um, let us know. Uh, if you guys want to vote on future polls, follow us there. Uh, you can also email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, or you can comment on whatever video you're watching, whether it's the full episode that we put out or the little highlights that we put out every week. Uh, subscribe while you're at it. Why don't you do that? That'll be super sweet of you. Please subscribe to our channel and share it and like it and do all the things that YouTubers tell you to do. Um, so all that stuff. Uh, and I guess without further ado, uh, let's get the show started. Spoiler alerts ahead. Um, I guess before we get into the show proper, the, uh, RGC, uh, the audience, uh, voted RGC for the last week was Black Clover. Uh, so. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Oh, really now? Certified RGC. <laughs> Look, Brian, I don't make, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, don't say. I'll tell you what, it is getting closer every week, honestly. Uh the Undead Unluck uh nation is really like stepping up in these polls lately. It uh Black Clover won by 39% of the vote. Uh Undead Unluck won by 34% of the vote. So very oh, close. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My Hero Academia and One Piece came in substantially lower. Uh, at an 18% for MHA, and One Piece got 8% of the vote. Uh, people really don't like voting for One Piece, weirdly enough. Like, it's always, like, kind of last place when I put them up here. But, um, yeah. it would be too easy. I guess so. I guess you can't give the GOAT every fucking uh, <laughs> win every week. Uh, you got to have some parody, you know? Uh, right. Oh, on another note related to Black Clover, apparently that's what Meg the Stallion is... Uh watching 
Oh, really? She's onto she's onto Black yeah, Clover. She really likes Asta. Mm. Oh well, uh, that's a disagreement that I'll have to live with. <laughs> when I she likes his energy and how he's always like, you know what I'm saying, like putting himself out there and stuff. I thought it made sense. Yeah. Well, I, you, I, I learned that on that she on gonna, that new show. Is she gonna cosplay as him soon? Maybe that'd be pretty dope. That or she could cool. cosplay as uh, the other one, the girl, the Scarlet Witch. That, that oh would, no, that would be lit too. Um, I feel like she'd uh, do that. That lady, uh, good, you know, cosplaying as her. Um, well, let her know that we exist. <laughs> Point. Tweet Meg the Stallion our podcast, particularly the Black Clover playlist. I'm sure she'll appreciate me <laughs> shitting on Asta every week. Uh, so. Without further ado, let's get uh, let's get into the show. Let's uh, start with our first series. World Trigger! It's back! So glad that it's here. The uh, champ is here! So, okay, so we have two chapters this week. Both are the, kind of the equal amount of pages. Like, combined, they're just one chapter of a monthly series. I don't know why Yeah, sets them up. It's weird. Uh, but this is World Trigger Chapter 214. Uh, damn, where's the title for this? <laughs> Did you not include it? Whatever. Anyway, this is World Trigger Chapter 214. Last we left off, uh, oh, here it is. It's so small, like almost like 214, the away mission test part 12. Uh, last we left off with World Trigger, they were about to start, uh, the battle phase, the battle simulation phase of the exam. Uh, and we got all the information that we had at the time was that they the little module units that they'd be using the little playable characters that they'd be using uh and now we we go into the rules a lot of this chapter and the next chapter is basically explaining how the game is set up and built um i'm going to i'm going to do my best to explain it or like uh what's it called summarize PLDR. it huh tldr yeah i'm gonna try to tldr it because we can't go through it page by page because it's mostly explanation uh let me know if i missed anything because i did just read this on the train back home so uh i'm gonna try to uh to go as accurately as i can but please don't hesitate to let me know if i missed anything in the comments or whatever or if you guys uh understood something better than i did uh so first of all there's gonna be uh Two days. Uh, well, there's going to be three days of battle sims, uh, and every day they're going to be facing each squad at least one time. So there's going to be ten matches a day. Every match is about twenty minutes. Uh, if you want to get real granular about it, every ma- every match is like sixteen minutes and thirty seconds or some shit. Uh, so there, as the day goes by, the uh, points for winning gradually increases. It kind of doubles. Uh, the first day is 50 points, the second day is 100, and the third day is 200. Uh, and the there's no points for losing, obviously, but there is points for drawing, which go 220 and 40 um, f- from the first to the third day. Uh, they boot the software itself, and uh, <laughs> it's it's very... The very the next pages are very Ashihara esque, where it's yeah. it's a very intricately designed video game. Where, oh, Hickman would love this. Oh my God, he'd lose his fucking mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, the information. Mm, yes, you too set it aside and break it down. 
Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Every one of my characters would excel at this game. Uh, okay, so every character in the uh, in the every unit or no or character basically has their own setup of uh, of stats. Uh, Yuma, uh, not Yuma. Osamu on his team has the lowest uh, amount of Tryon, uh, and everybody has these things called action tokens. And basically, the name of the game is that both squads will have 150 de- uh, seconds to decide inputs for all units so essentially they'll be moving across this game board or the map of the video game uh and the other the opposing squad will be doing the same uh until they converge and the stronger of the two uh characters based on their stats will win the battle uh is how i see so and basically at the end of the day whichever squad has the most units at the end of the match, uh, they win. Uh, the way this works is that you have these action tokens. Every character has a set amount. Osamu has like 13. Katori has 16. And so on and so forth. Those action tokens are basically all the moves you can make within one turn. So you have to plan out a route. And every, every uh, move you make on that route costs an action token. Until you uh, clash with somebody. And then the attack that it, it takes like one action token to attack or defend. So right. there's that. <laughs> um, you There's these cones that, uh, well, first of all, you can't see. There's like a field of vision for your unit. They can only see uh, past a certain amount of the map. So the, re- the map, that, the portions of the map they can't see are uh, shaded. But they can track people via a radar on their side. Uh, and bagworms, obviously, like like in real life uh, battle simulations, they are also, they're invisible in the game as well. Uh, the uh, cones that each character has represents the range of their attacks. So, you know, for example, Osamu has a ray gust. It's a close to, I guess, medium-ish range weapon depending on how you yeah, use melee it. Weapon. yeah it's a melee weapon so it only has a short range but his sub triggers like um his spider I, I imagine his spider triggers in it you know uh his bullets uh his tri- triumph bullets they all use that so if an enemy enters that the range of this cone they automatically get attacked and uh i guess depending on where their sub trigger is pointed at any given time they can defend that attack that they wandered into. Uh, and sniper triggers have like a very narrow but very long uh, cone to represent, you know, their range as a sniper. Uh, right, right. So, yeah, there's also a mechanic. So, hey, if, say, like two teams, their routes are completely different and they don't ever inter- intersect, what would happen then? Well, in theory, there's a there's a homing mechanic where you can go just straight to the first detected uh, opponent in your area. Uh, Katori can <laughs> Katori basically just uses a bunch of homing movements <laughs> just to immediately lock on. Uh, they do this little test. Uh, it's Suba and Katori versus uh, the sniper. I forget his name right now. And Osamu. Uh, oh, I was Oki? Oji? Oki. Oji. I think it's Oki, because Oji, squ- Oji is a captain. 
Oh, right, right. Um, so, yeah, Oki and uh, Osamu are running around. Uh, Katori finds Osamu's unit, but Osamu retreats and uh, draws. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, basically draws Katori into his. Why running, little bitch? <laughs> oh, man, that's got to be super Why frustrating. Why are you playing optimally? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing that for? Stop running for my attacks. Let me hit you. Yeah. So <laughs> basically after that, uh, Suwa takes care of Oki because he basically predicted he has a bagworm, so he doesn't actually show up on the radar. Um, but Suwa was able to determine, basically guess where exactly he'd want to be. He imagined that like he'd go after Katori and he just decided to find the most optimal shooting uh, or range of fire place within Katori's area. So, you know, that's basically the thinking behind it. So that's essentially the rules. Uh, Osamu, he, Suwa is like, you feeling good about this, Mikamo? And Osamu is like, oh, actually, I can actually do a lot with this. This is pretty cool. This is basically based around my skill set, which is dope strategy. Right. Is this play you know what's right funny is that almost- people were concerned, like they were a little concerned about it before they actually got their hands on it. They were like concerned that Osamu might not have been able to do much. Mm-hmm. Well, but it just adds more strategic layer, actually, compared to real life stuff. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, in, in my opinion, the, the way I look at this is like what Mikumo represents at the moment, right? Is a player who is control of a character. Like, if you let's say you're playing like a fighting game, right? And there's like a character that's a high tier character versus a low tier character. Mm-hmm. Get you know what I'm saying? If, if if you ran with you know if you if you had two equally skilled people that fought each other with those characters, you say generally speaking, you know the better character will win. But in this case, you know this varying like in, in, within all of the different uh, squad members um, in the various teams, there's varying levels of IQ and skill set and how they're gonna like interpret and look at the game. So you know this. Mikumo is still clearly limited um, because of his stats. Like that, there's no getting around that. But he has an opportunity to still outplay his competition. You know that, and that's why I feel like it's important to specify that he is limited. It's not like this is like oh, like an advantage for Mikumo or nothing like that. It is just a situation that is a little bit easier to thrive in. Than like a head-to-head combat where you had to, you know, make a decision or get your head chopped off. Yeah, I agree. It's a really cool stimulation. I I think. I I think the point is to 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 see strategy on the fly and 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 how to look at battle in in a different way. And I think that's you know what what the administrators are going to be looking for. Yeah, I think so. I think that like it demonstrated too when Osamu like caught Katori real fast. Um, by basically drawing her over to where Oki was, right, caught her with the snipe, yeah, with the Oki Doke sniper special, like he was <laughs> doing with with um with um with, with his homegirl Chica. Anyway, oh, I love that. After that mad time, he's like, man, this shit. <laughs> hey, you ready, Oki? Oh, but God. Um, this guy Kakazaki, oh, what's his name? Suwa. Isua, wow. <laughs> I was Kakizaki's the other guy. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Hey, it's been a while. 
been a little while. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the okie dokie snooper sniper special. I love that so much. Um, and that's honestly the end of uh, chapter 214. It's a lot of rules. Uh, it's 23 pages of rules, basically. Um, <laughs> but we wouldn't Honestly, they should just combine these chapters because it's kind of clear that like, yeah, I don't know these why... chapters kind of depend on each other to exist. Like, maybe it's. This a... was like weekly and they only released these two chapters separately, like two different weeks. I feel like this chapter would have been a little underwhelming. Yeah, I think it's a manga volume thing, probably. Like, he wants to arrange it in a certain way where the volumes uh, are structured a certain way. Maybe that's why. I couldn't think of any other reason why he splits it into two every week. Or every month, I mean. Uh, but, in any case. Yeah, that's ostensibly the uh, end of Chapter 214. And we move on to Chapter 215. Uh, the Away Mission Test, Part 13. And... It's essentially like a reaction amongst uh, the other squads as well. Um, the Sua squad uh, decides to, because they don't have to actually do battle for a while now, so they're going to get their uh, universal assignments out of the way and all you know all the the work that they've been doing already. They're going to start getting a leg up on that until it's time to uh, do some more battle sim practice. Uh, and uh, we see that... Uh, Ninomiya and not Ninomiya, Tachikawa and Izumi are uh, kind of asking questions of their own about their own judging things. So apparently they can look back at tape of uh, previous moments in uh, in the exam and rescore based on any information that they get they glean from those tapes because they have time while the guys are doing their universal assignments. You know they have some downtime. They can look back and uh, change their minds about certain things. So they do they do that basically. Um they can also look into other squads as long as they go back to like previous tape of uh of um shit of uh data cuz they I think like every squad is assigned another squad. So maybe uh they can't all like judge every squad. Uh, in any case, we cut back to Utagawa squad where um, Yuma learns about a close quarters combo, which is if you and um, an ally is attacking an enemy uh, within the range of your blade uh, trigger, your unit will automatically perform a follow up attack to your ally's attack, which is basically what Yuma does already. Uh, it's kind of cool. I, I actually one of the things that's interesting about this game is that. They do customize it, it looks like, based on, like, the units. So every unit has a specialty that they can kind of sort of use. Like, Yuma has this close quarters combo, and this very, like, kind of the same thing he does on the field a lot of the time as well. Oh, are these assigned to specific characters? I don't I know. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm gleaning from it, because, like, um, Hughes gets one as well, um, as we find out later. Uh, Hughes also Hughes gets a penchant for Kogetsu, which is uh, if he has a Kogetsu in his loadout, then he gets a he gets like double the action tokens. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of busted. That's crazy. That's what I would use if I I would use Husei based on everything I've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, but he's S tier. Yeah, I think you can really only use yourself 
and like a couple of A-rank agents as a backup character um, in case, I guess, your unit gets destroyed at a given point. Um, you already stunned, uh, um, what's his name? Tachikawa. He had to do with the two swords. Yeah, yeah, it's just Tachikawa. Yeah, uh, we had this little moment um, after Yuma is like, oh, I think I like this game a lot. <laughs> I think this game is for me. Um, we find out that Nino Mia is like, I'm not going to tell you guys anything. I'm going to like trust you guys to draw on your battle experience to fucking you know do the thing and win this game for us. Not going to hold your hands. Mm-hmm. You got to hold it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when choosing their backup units, uh, they basically... Uh, they suggest like, hey, given our skill set, maybe we should have an attacker on our team. We should get Tachikawa. He's like the number one agent in border. And he's like, nah, not Tachikawa. My squad has no need of him. Uh, and they basically, they pick Kazama to be the backup unit, who is the uh, the A-rank number three captain. Uh, he's the short one that uh, fought Osamu a while back. Um <laughs> At, outside Tachikawa is like and Ninomiya loses points for that <laughs> Petty King um, we learn about Hughes' uh, upgrade um, he's still playing like the uh, I can't understand uh, Japanese because I'm Canadian thing so <laughs> uh, he's doing that totally not alien Yeah, no not an alien at all I promise I only have to live in a Tryon body forever but not an alien. <laughs> I'm one of you guys. <laughs> I still remember back where uh, he's like, no, Canadians just don't sleep in the same room as other people. <laughs> that was one of the best things ever. <laughs> World Trigger. Yo, yeah. I should have a wilded out. Like, why did you do that to Canadians? <laughs> <laughs> they got you tight, bro. <laughs> they striking your shit now. Yeah. Winnipeg. Winnipeg and uh, Quebec. Toronto, Quebec, Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Quebec. All right, all right. Uh, back this at Sua Squad, Sua Squad react. Uh, back at Sua Squad, Katori reacts to this game much like I do at Madden when I'm losing. Uh, he's just yelling at the screen, What freaking game? This game is garbage. <laughs> yeah, because you can't catch. This game is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, she's like, why can't I ever You're catch? Raging right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why can't I ever she, catch? She's she like making an excuse, like, oh no, it's just input delay. Oh, yeah. my controller's messed up. Oh, I wasn't using the character I you, you know, yeah. all the usual, all the excuses I use for sure, one hundred percent every time. <laughs> you know what? I ain't gonna lie. Katora's low key starting to become like my favorite character. Yeah, she's great. I enjoy Katori. Um, so she basically is complaining because she can never catch up to Osamu. Um, and uh, he's basically like, I I would be able to destroy him in a regular match. And Sue is like, Well, yeah, you have more action tokens, which means you would catch him eventually. Uh, but she's like, there's only there's always something interfering and cramping my style. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not just a one on one. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, so basically, the mechanic is that between every action that you really take in this game, uh, there is kind of a waiting period in between. 
So if you want to go from running to attacking, you kind of have to wait and then your next until your next action uh, reloads. And I think certain actions have a longer wait time than others. Meanwhile, Osamu just doesn't stop running. <laughs> he just doesn't stop evading at all. He doesn't stop to do anything else. Oh, so, like certain like certain things have like a high, like a longer cooldown than others. Yeah, I think so. Uh, or regardless, like no matter what you do, like you're gonna wait between yeah. different actions. Um, defending also triggers uh, a cooldown. Uh, so Oki basically explains, like, well, if we could surround someone and just like spam the bullet trigger, they'll be just stuck for a while because they have to defend and they can't really escape because there's a waiting period in between actions. Um, Osamu brings up the the thing about how. We have like a set amount of actions that we could take per turn, and a lot of those actions have to be the route that we plan. But mm-hmm. um, if we're stopped along our route by a battle, then we can run out of action tokens before we finish our route, which would probably fuck us up. Even if we do survive, there'll probably be a like waiting period. We have to wait till the next turn in order for us to like reload and have action tokens to use again. Um. Yeah, you gotta be uh, well. You, you can't be reckless with your moves. Yeah. you have to also consider the fact that you could be a sitting duck if you kind of put yourself out there too much. It really reminds me of mobile gameplay. I don't know if you've ever played uh, much of that game style, Chris. But like, I learned that in that game, you can't just go out there and be guns are blazing. I don't know, like Broadway Joe. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like okay. big bully on the block. You, you're gonna get smoked. You're gonna get jumped. Who's Broadway Joe? Name it, Joe. Name it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I try to think of someone flashy that that just taking the world on by themselves. Rambo. You know, like I would go with Rambo. E-man. I would go with Rambo. You can't Rambo, Rambo? sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're gonna get clipped. Brian will tell you. You played mobile style games before, right? Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what happens when you go out there, you get fucking clipped. You get clipped without your teammates, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a gamer, so you know this chapter would probably be more your your guys, especially than mine. Um, but in any case, basically, the operator of the team is basically like, "That's true. That's why we have to use the first half of our actions to cover what we what needs to get done for that turn." So the second half can be spent preparing for the next turn. Uh, wait. D- so does that mean that it doesn't restock between turns? Hmm. I need to look at that again. I feel like they say they what say. What page was that on? Uh, the page ten. He says basically we'll have to use half of our actions to get for what needs to be done on that turn so the second half can be spent preparing for the next turn. I thought like turn like the action tokens kind of restock between turns. But I could be wrong about that. Maybe that's oh, what they're saying is you have to plan out like you 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 only get so many actions per single turn, right? Yeah. And what they're saying is it's not smart, it's not really wise to kind of set out a plan where you rely on each of your action tokens to get somewhere. You're bound to run into trouble where you're going to have to spend some of them action tokens, whether to fight, 
or to defend. Mm-hmm. So, like, what they're saying is we should go in to the situation as far as... I think what they're speaking about is more for the sake of mobility and getting around if they're trying to get to a certain spot mm-hmm. to only relying on maybe half of their action tokens and always reserve the other half for the possibility that they'll get caught up. No, that's how I understood that it. That makes sense, you know? Because if, if they end up staying in a fight and, like, you know, like, h- hankering down, then it doesn't really matter where else they're trying to go. They're going to just use up all the action tokens in that fight, right? But if if the priority is to get somewhere to a certain spot, like if you're a sniper, for example, right, and you need to assist your teammate or something like that, or if you're a shooter, I guess, if you have a certain amount of range, you know, you need to get to that spot. That's more, you know, you getting there to support your teammate is more important than you fighting against the other teammate. So maybe you want to make sure you, you just defend, take a step, defend, take a step, defend, take a step. You get, you know, it's just about mapping out your, your movements. Yeah. Because you only have so much. And I believe they do replenish every turn. Yeah, that's what I understood. I felt like uh, maybe the wording was off on that because I thought like the second half of the action points will be used preparing for the next turn. Maybe I just like kind of misread that, but I understand it stood it the way that you just explained it. That like the idea is to be more economical um, about using their actions so that they have enough to defend themselves in a fight. Because yeah. de- defending and attacking be more conservative, you know, to be conservative about it. Yeah, defending and attacking is like automatic. So no matter what your route is, if someone comes in your area, you're either attacking or defending. Uh, right, you have no control of that. Yeah, uh, but in any case. Basically, they get their uh, first match for the day, and they're going up against Mizukami's squad. Uh, so we cut over to them, and um, this is this is wild. Uh, so he's they're doing like their assignments, um, and Mizukami is like, "Hey, uh, not to be a jerk, but I'm gonna need to hunker down and focus now. Could you guys not bug me for a while?" And they're like. Really? You're you're having trouble with your assignments? Yeah, kinda. And he's actually got the game up before his squad. And remember that Mizukami is the one who didn't tell his squad anything about the battle portion. So Yeah, that, you're right. I didn't I didn't act thank you for reminding me about that. So that's interesting. So is he about to play this shit by himself? He's, he goes easy. He goes anywho. Time to do this thing, and he's about to play Osamu's squad by himself. Is that the implication here? Wow, got to Iso- yeah, right. That's means um yeah yeah. It's Mizukami, shady Kami, more like it. Wow, that is that is pretty. Why? Good. Why is he not like looping his team in? Hmm. Well, this raises a question that like. Can he can he have control over all of the players? Maybe. Instead of like it being like like could he control like multiple units at once? I mean, I'm assuming that would have to be the case, right? I mean, Where, if, then, you, uh, if you like, look at if you look huh? at his uh, his unit count, he has himself and he has um, he has uh, it looks like um, damn that sniper kid. I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, the the the, the combo, the combo sniper. Yeah, 
he can attack and snipe. Um, that dude that, um, the girl. Well, yeah. The the point is, he is he is loading up the game by himself. So I guess you could, I guess you can control multiple units. Whereas with um, Osamu's squad, they're controlling their own individual units. Mm. Right. Yeah. Wow. This is interesting. Um, He's about. To, I mean, you can. I'm not gonna lie. I, that doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna be at a disadvantage. Yeah. Sometimes you know, multiple heads. Can, you know what I'm saying? There's too. There's too many conflicting ideas. I can like make them disorganized. Where he's, you know, by default, much more unified in his in all of his units movements. Yeah. You know. Like, you don't have someone like Katora flying off the handle and making a brash decision because she's like, ooh, I want to get this kill real quick. <laughs> give, and you deviate. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, I'm trying to find out where Mizukami ranked in the um, in in the first uh, overall checky thing. Like, the, the first exam. The test, yeah. Because uh, I'm kind of recalling... I, I want to see how he did on the special exam because he was talking about the, when before he started playing the game, he uh, oh Mizukami was in first place. So I think what happened, wow. I think what's gonna, what he's doing is not necessarily like a shady thing. I think he's playing the game by himself so that the other squad members can do their assignments. And I guess he's probably like really uh, like a really smart dude. So he could just like when the game's done, he can just like finish his assignments for the day, pretty much very quickly. That's how I'm seeing it. Um, but that that was the end of the both chapters. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> lots of rules, but I I mean, you know, this is World Trigger, dude. <laughs> if you're not, man, in- I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad he he he. This is what he does. He gets all the he gets the hard work out the way first, you know, and then. Now it's time to go in. Now he doesn't have to do... Now he could spend that time instead of getting into the nitty-gritty of the rules, now they could get into, like, like the witty plays that they're going to make. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He could spend more time on that. If I'm any, cool with it. If anything, it's um, even more strategy. I, I do wish it was weekly, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, I think it's even more strategical because it's a much more bare-bones version of the B-Rank Wars where... You know, there's like it's even more restrictive. They don't have like necessarily the uh, the flexibility of their creativity with their powers or with their trigger sets. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting, and I I didn't think I would like it as much as I do, but I like that there's at least somewhat of a physical representation with their little chibi forms running no, around it's shooting each awesome. other. Awesome. Yeah, it's like a it's like a um. It's like a mini version of of a rank war, honestly. Yeah, it's more of what we want, just in this, you know, little little, little package, little, you know, little different, little different. Uh, man, it's it's fire. Yeah. Um, I would tell you this, man. I went into the situation thinking, yeah, this is this is really big for Osamu, and it is. I'm sure it is, but this is going to be major for Katara. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to force her to think about everything she's doing, where she really is more of like an instinctual like player, which at the end of the day is kind of lazy. You know, you can only get so far based on instincts. You know, there's plenty of people who have great instincts, but they 
you know, you got you got to grind. You got to you got to think about the, the moves you're making. You got to think about your opponent's movements. Uh, you got to think a few steps ahead. She's gonna she's gonna have to look into all that, or she's gonna keep failing. Yeah, and she, for sure. You know, get into conflict with her teammates. I want. I'm, I'm interested to see how that develops. Yeah, that's part of uh, Katori's um, uh, character arc. Honestly, like even back when she fought Osama the first time, it was about like you know, kind of being open to like Roku Dara's suggestions of how to handle the situation and being more like reliant on her team, not trying to solo dolo the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Well, I mean, about the weekly thing it is a shame, you know, because World Trigger is so fucking good. You know, it is so good, and it would be. I have to say, oh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was just gonna gloat about it more. Go ahead. I was gonna say that, um, you know, I reread all of World Trigger recently, mm-hmm. and I was enjoying this arc so much more when I had when I could read it in succession. These, this arc is kind of not great to read as a monthly let alone i don't think it would even be that great weekly just because of how slow it is and how much like information dumping there is sometimes with the with the gap in time you forget a lot from world trigger like i just read the series reread the entire series again recently and i read this chapter and i found myself having to remember shit again yeah like, definitely names and like yeah you know i mean you remember what characters are about like you could think and about sure. what their battle abilities are something they've done more than before you remember their name you know and their character arcs too like uh like before i reread world trigger i was like wondering why they were focusing so much on rokudera and now after rereading it i remembered oh shit right he had this whole leadership thing going like this whole leadership arc it makes sense that they, that he's showing up here and getting a lot of screen time and shit. So, uh, world, I don't know, man. World Trigger is amazing and everything. It's just it really. I feel like it's hard to really truly appreciate it monthly. Like, and I know it's out of his con. It's probably out of his control and stuff. But monthly really does hurt this series a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is like a you know. What are you gonna do? We could. The alternative is to never have it again. So I'm right, and that was way too painful. <laughs> the alternative for me is probably to like let a couple chapters build up and then binge read it. Never, because go. we share this with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> we could never do that. <laughs> but, dude, I mean, let us know what you guys think about this chapter. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm so excited to actually see this battle. Um, it. It might not be as slow as we think it'll be now that there's going to be a small battle component to it. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what uh, what's coming for World. Is he gonna get a shake, man? What December? Oh, dude! Right, because they're still like after this, they're still like special simulations. So this is probably going to be a bit of a long arc. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a minute. But I wouldn't be uh, super upset about it. Maybe they like, well, it's three days. So if they do two chapters next month again, then, you know, they could probably get through like the first and maybe into the second day in two chapters. Because it's not like it's full fledged battles. So it's basically. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't see this section of of the training um, going on for, you know, 
more more than three or four more issues. Yeah. As far as them being like you know, in like you know, in this little fake environment. Yeah. Not just the situation they're about to be in now. Yeah. Also, they I'm should... really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna like it's gonna be just like the rank was. Yeah. Also, they should make a mobile game out of this concept. Oh my god. I would play that shit, man. I feel like I'd annoy. Would be I'd be a really good strategy. I would play. not use Osamu unless <laughs> he has some sure? type of sick ass ability. Are you, well, his intelligence doesn't really factor into it, which is unfortunate. Unfort. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Please make this game. I'll, I'll play it and lose a lot and be frustrated, but it'll be fun. I'll pay my money for it. Yeah, I'll throw down. I'll throw down. I'll buy in-game things. Yeah, whatever you want. I just want Ashihara to have a good life. <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, but all right. I, I guess that's it for World Trigger. Um, you guys uh, ready to move on? Yes, sir. Okay. Very appropriate music for Batman. This is Batman number 116. Uh, Fear State is, I guess this is the penultimate issue for Fear State. Um Last we left off with Batman, uh, Saint Saint lost a boy. Uh, he's deader than dead. He he let his assistant get flattened by Sean, uh, and now he's all dead. So he's panicking. So I guess like to get a W real fast, he commands his soldiers uh to find like Ivy's hideout because he learns that she can basically level the entire city with a thought if she really wanted to. So she sends he sends his goons down there and uh guess who shows up? It's fucking the ghost maker. Uh do cool anime poses like not so fast robots and humans, I'm not gonna kill the humans, uh, but I'll I'll cripple you real bad with my swords. With my swordy swords, and I'll just behead the robots. And he does so because he is cool, you know, Sasuke. Yeah, and he's like basically like Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The combat ride, like, like, why? They, they had no chance. Yeah, no, not at all. Batman with two nice swords. Yeah, two nice swords and baggy and, pants. And arguably cooler design. Arguably. It is a cool design. Um, that man is classic, but you know, yeah, I mean, you can't beat a classic ever, you know, um, poison Ivy is freaking out. <laughs> She's like, I fucking knew it. They would never let me have peace down here. I'm going <laughs> to, uh, and master wise is like, please Ivy. There are millions of innocent people up there. She's like, fuck them kids. In his face, the, the genuine terror that they, that they drew into him. Yeah. He's like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, Ivy's uh, 32 different flavors of pissed off. Uh, she sends her... Because he knows. Look at his eyes. He knows exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, God. Uh, she sends her vines all around the city, uh, even to a point where Batman and uh, Miracle Molly in the sewers start to feel it happening. Um, and Batman pretty much figures out immediately what happened without even having any kind of context. She's like, well... I know that Ivy has the ability to destroy the city just like with a snap of her finger. And I know that Saint was thirsty for a W. 
The world. I mean, you know, he is one of the smartest guys in the DC universe. World's right? greatest detective. Um, and she's like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "We're running out of time." <laughs> what? <laughs> what does huh? that mean? <laughs> How you come up with that? <laughs> Whoa, smart guy. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> so Batman is like. It means we're running out of time, and Scarecrow's just chilling right beside them. Like, actually, Batman, I think you'll find your time is up. He's like, "Oh shit, Scarecrow!" Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he just said, "Man, whoa, where'd you he's get not here?" Even like a special location, like he has to see. He's just like sitting on the wall. He really, he really caught Batman he's flipping old. like that. This is usually my thing. Yeah, he didn't attack him or nothing, but he was just like, yeah. Just vibing. And just, I got you. What's up, bro? Uh, so he immediately uses some kind of doodad uh, to freak out Miracle Molly with his fear stuff in her head because the uh, Hatter technology used by the Unsanity Collective is pretty much the same thing that he uses. So he's like, come with me and I will explain my plan to you over there. Uh, so they go and Sean Mahoney is still being traumatized by uh, by Scarecrow's trauma machine. And uh, he's like, Sean Mahoney has a oh, Yeah, he's just experiencing all of the fucking fear and all that stuff. Uh, and he's like, I'm evolving his brain. Uh and Miracle Molly is still being freaked out, by the way, by his technology. Um, yeah, the same thing is happening to her. She's being traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, with radio waves. Yeah, and uh, Batman, ca- like, as Scarecrow is monologuing incredible style, Batman catches him fucking slipping. Uh, <laughs> he goes like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja stop. <laughs> Battering. And, sc- and Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Bah, dickhead. You say? <laughs> the- mm. like, yo, like, no hesitation. It really is kind of wild how easy he catches him with that shit. He just like. And uh, the Scarecrow falls. He He's like drops his big machine thing. And he tries to go catch it. Loses his burlap. Yeah, he, like he he doubles over so fast. Apparently, his uh, burlap mask also has a wig attached to it. <laughs> it's like, come on, Jonathan. Can I just say something real quick? Burlap has to be the most uncomfortable thing you could ever make a mask out of. I don't know what the fuck Scarecrow is thinking. Well, his mask that shit is going to itching up his face so, like fucking crazy. All right, if you've seen a, a grown ass man pull up to you in a full burlap costume, that wouldn't scare the shit out of you. Because no, if that's I mean, not bothering him enough, what the <laughs> fuck would? I Batman is always at an advantage against him because this motherfucker is wearing burlap. Have you ever worn burlap before? No. It's literally like sitting in like... It's like somebody's always tickling you. You know what I mean? Like somebody's <laughs> always tickling you. You know potato sacks? That's what burlap is. Oh, okay. Uh, And to be fair... In in Scarecrow's defense a little bit, his mask is like a gas mask. The rest of him is wearing burlap, though, which is still uncomfortable, but just not on his face. Um, 90% burlap. Yeah, he's 90% burlap. Uh, and a wig. <laughs> I'm like, why are you... 
I thought you had this. It's like, come on, Jonathan. No. <laughs> get, it, get it together. Why do you need to wear a wig? You have hair. Um, he makes a diving catch for his controller thingy. Uh, good for him. <laughs> uh, he, he It was like a one-handed catch. Uh, uh, and uh, he's just like explaining to Batman. He's like, ah, 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 nope, I'm not going to let you ruin this, Batman. But I'll admit... I miss this, you know. I miss this man. Our little fun times together. We, I caught it, you know. But you know, it was it's fun outwitting you. I really got to keep my head on a swivel with you. Yeah, hell, you you almost got me. He caught that shit like Danny Jones, man. <laughs> Ooh, Danny Dimes <laughs> catching it. Yo, why do all of Batman's villains end up talking to him like they're his ex? Because <laughs> you see how they looked. Do you see how Batman this looked? Is true. Isn't it in a fucking fantasy world? They're lunatics, bro. Yeah. Most of these guys could, like, disrupt the planet. You know what I'm saying? That they actually took shit serious. Yeah. Matter of fact, there was a whole side series dedicated to just one of Batman's villains saying, you know what? I want to do the most instead of just bother Batman. Which one was that one? Uh, Injustice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you killed Lois Lane and blew up Metropolis. Well, to be fair, after he that story, he went in, yo. He went in. After that story, you kind of like are grateful that they focus all their attention on Batman, right? Because Superman did not. Saying. So it's just enjoy. It kind of is what it is. Yeah. So you know he's in the middle of monologuing again, as if that didn't just like really almost ruin everything for him. And then all oh, of a sudden, like prior. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. A shot rings out, <laughs> and it—he just got shot, and uh, we got this weird drawing of Batman going crane, <laughs> this murderer, <laughs> no, a murderer, <laughs> no known killer and a drug guy. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> so. It's it's actually kind of funny because Scarecrow gets shot and he's like, "Oh wow, I'm bleeding." Fear is fear is, and then he falls and I'm like, "That's your last words, bro." Fear still. <laughs> you really love fear, and it's uh, Sean Mahoney. He's gotten up, and he was like, oh, "I figured it's about time to shit him up." And it was like, "Is he about to turn? Is everything about to be okay?" I like the voice. What? My voice, the yeah, give it to yeah, yeah, it's for him. You yeah. gotta make him the uh, South Park American. You <laughs> took her, James. Yes. Uh, so you know, Miracle Molly is free from Scarecrow's attack, being as how he is all shot up and everything. And he's like, I see a lot of things now, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't pay his uh, buckle now. <laughs> if you give. Freedom comes to Becco. He put uh, extra four cents down. Yeah. He's like, uh, this isn't about fear. It's about power. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go kill Saint. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Batman needed to hear. Like, all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, it is funny. He's like, maybe when I go and kill Saint and take his fucking operation, maybe I can finally save the city. And then he whispers to Miracle Mom, it's like, oh, God, you do the bomb. I'll take care of Mahoney. 
deal with the murderer. God damn it. <laughs> I almost thought we were good here. Uh, Scarecrow, uh, not Scarecrow, um, Mahoney picks up one of the Peacemaker masks and put it on himself. And we get two splash pages, exceptionally drawn, by the way, of Peacemaker. Exceptionally drawn. Peacemaker being like, let's throw down, bro. <laughs> For the last time. Put that American flag on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, Coco? Wow. Cats. She just bumped the freaking head into the snake. Yeah, dude, they don't your cat is Team Scarecrow. Yo, your cat no, sure your cat is, is team keep He's just Team America. Team Team America World Police. Team Burlap. He yeah. said, Don't talk shit about my stars and stripes. Yeah, never. <laughs> uh if you don't like it here, you can just get out. Is what Coco just said. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they really feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's their response. Well, you don't like the laws in this yeah. country and the way the race is passed, you can move. You don't like how the police disproportionately kills African Americans? <laughs> well, you can just get out. <laughs> Poor and colored peoples? <laughs> yeah, well, you can just get out. What's <laughs> 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 uh, well, so, uh, I'm trying to think of just anything Clint Eastwood has said. Just <laughs> I don't even know how much of this he said, but you know he believes all of that. Yeah, like just and just a line from Gran Turismo when he's talking when he's talking Dude, to us. Gran, Gran Torino is a is a trip in retrospect <laughs> when you really look back at what that movie was. It's actually like ridiculous. Uh, but this yeah. is, I I could do a whole podcast on. Then Eastwood's made some decent. You know that's a, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, I, I mean honestly, I wouldn't mind doing a Clint Eastwood side podcast where we watch all of Clint Eastwood's movies and watch them. Get- Jesus. Right. Watch them get more problematic as time goes on. It's gonna be really bad. <laughs> oh, and then we gotta tie, and then we <laughs> in between each movie, we gotta watch uh, the parts of <laughs> we gotta watch the Exxon commercial. Oh no, 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 not Exxon. The fucking um, the Pontiac. No, I don't remember what, what it was. But I know commercial. what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Ford. Was it Ford? It was probably Ford. American made. <laughs> we are. We really uh, are taking some time to dunk on uh, this. Brian, really. could you could you look up um Clint Eastwood car commercial or oh, Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, he has a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> where he's like America okay. Ford. <laughs> Yo, it's a car commercial, but he's talking about how fucked up like America is, but it's fine. We just need to get up off our. We need to pull Actually, ourselves off. Working. That's you know. We need to pull ourselves off from our bootstraps. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, oh, because of Peacemaker. It was. Chrysler. He is. He's Clint Eastwood. It was a. It yeah. was a Chrysler commercial. Mm. Chrysler. Damn. Oh yeah, SNL made fun of it too. Oh my god, that SNL parody made me laugh because Bill Hader plays. <laughs> oh Clint my Eastwood. god, that was one of the few things in life I actually cried watching. <laughs> like, like I laughed so hard, like you know when your face hurts, you feel like 
I forget what he, <laughs> he didn't is. even say anything. <laughs> He's like, that. these are like my pants. I've had them up to here. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. He has his pants all the way up to his chest. Yeah, that, shit, yeah. that shit was pretty legendary, huh? Every, every now and then I think about that one line where he's like, I've had him up to here. His pants. <laughs> I remember I remember watching that for the first time with you and we were actually dying. Yeah, we, 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 were we really rewinded gone. and watched that shit over and over again. We, so we, we moved on to another life. Yeah, we're in a different watching that shit. We're in a different place now. <laughs> Nick was like talking about the football game. He was like, "We're down." We're down. Yo, he's like the the metaphor that they was barbecuing him with. Oh my god, dude, it's so fucking funny. No, we got. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna watch this right after we done, we're done with the pod. Sean, <laughs> yes, Sean Mahoney. Sean Mahoney. Flag. So he and Batman go, square up. They're they're doing they're doing the square dance right now. Um, meanwhile, Miracle Molly is trying to disarm a bomb, uh, but Scarecrow is still alive. Uh, she's trying to figure out how to do it, but he's like, "Ah, oh, I have no clue where like this doodad, the original machine, ends and Crane's modifications begin. If only he were still alive." And he just starts going coughing up blood, like. <laughs> and she's like, "Cool, cool." All right, not dead. Very yes. good, very good. Um, <laughs> yo, fucking uh, Sean Mahoney almost obliterates Batman's nuts. Like if he didn't, just, oh like, yeah, is uh, I've never seen Batman look more scared than in that one moment where he dodges, like he does a uh, expert nut dodge. And yeah, man, I, that that was a very it was very dire for Batman. I really and, uh, need this. I'm gonna see Selena. I'm gonna see Selena after this. I need those. No. <laughs> uh, something explodes off of uh, off of Peacemaker. I don't know. Oh yeah, because Batman did a cool like batarang again. Like yeah, and they just starts to get fucking test, nigga. And hold these with the explosion. You know what time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at Ivy's hideout, uh, she's still pissed. Uh, oh, she's had enough of this guy's shit, man. Yeah. And What's she's his like, name again? Master Wise. Yeah. He's like, man, fuck you, dude. You? You're dying first. Yeah, I will never listen to men like you again. And then a, uh, a familiar voice comes out from the background. It's like, yeah, well, maybe you'll listen to me. And she immediately turns out like, Harley? It's like, all right, thirst bucket, damn. But it's not just Harley. It's also uh, Gardner and the Poison Ivy lady that they've been looking for in, I guess, the Catwoman tie-in to Fear State. They got her there safely. Yay. <laughs> and uh, that's where this issue ends. Uh, it, uh, next uh, next time we see Batman, it'll be concluded in two weeks, and it'll be the end of Fear State in the next issue. Uh and thus the end of Tinian's run on Batman. Damn. Maybe another issue after. I wouldn't be surprised, but... Who else is going to write Batman, bro? I forget who's taking over, but someone's coming. I mean, to be fair, like, uh, the they've gotten, like, the best people for Batman since the New 52 started. Like, jumping from Tinian to King to... Uh, I mean, jumping from Snyder to King to Tinian, it's not bad. 
Hopefully they'll keep it going, especially since DC seems to love Batman more than any other part of their universe. So, know it. But uh, yeah, that's the end of this issue. I thought this uh, was probably the best one of the Fear State so far. Uh, we've been kind of hot and cold on this event. It, it took a little while to get going, um, but I've I've been enjoying it, and the art stupendous. We had a lot of fun, obviously, as you were. You could hear from our uh, from our recap of it. We had a good time talking about it. Uh, I'm gonna be sad to see Tinian go, though, honestly. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't have many thoughts to say after. Do you? I I just there has to be more to this character with the suit on. Which one? Other than just Gardner. Yeah, like, what is her deal? She's like a henchman of Poison Ivy's. That's it? Just a henchman? Something like that. I could be wrong. If you guys know what Gardner's deal is, please let me know. I mean, obviously Gardner loves Ivy, too, I guess, or whatever. But, like, I'm just saying, like, she... I feel like I missed something with her, but... eh, Yeah, she just works for Ivy, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, fun issue. Um, you guys ready to wrap it up? Yep. Let's wrap it then. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37. At, uh, also on Twitter at NY Chillin. Uh, Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you want to catch him streaming, catch him streaming then on uh, twitch.tv slash its punchline. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Twitter especially because we do a really good uh, uh, chapter of the week audience poll that you guys can participate in and, uh, and let us know what you thought about the week's chapters. And if you guys want, uh, write in and let us know if you want us to do a certified VGI account for you guys as well. Uh, and we'll do it. Why not? It'll be probably like a day or day and a half uh, or half a day just because... We usually do like the American comic version of the show on on a Wednesday, uh, but let us know. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. The audio version usually goes up first, so follow us there. Uh, and subscribe to us on YouTube, please. Uh, like, comment, review, uh, share with your friends. All the shit. Let's get it going, you guys. Uh, and I think that's it, right? That's all. Uh, yeah. Without further ado. Good night, everybody. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, yeah. Fucking burlap ass fucking...